0: where I teach you how to take control of your money one coffee cup at a time. Today is Monday, February 28th, and before I begin, as always, wanted to mention Twitter and Instagram, at Slow Brew Finance. Go follow me there, and uh, you can also go to slowbrewfinance.com. There's a contact tab. If you want to get in contact with me, uh, you can use that. So, uh, man, what a week. I, uh, I was kind of conflicted on... <laughs> on what to want to talk about this week but I but I thought this would be be appropriate um, the the episode name is count your investment as loss and uh and really the the my heart here is not to tell you that you should get into such risky investments or try to do something stupid as to you know invest aggressively and then if you accidentally lose all your money then that's okay that's not really what what i'm here to say i'm talking more about how you should treat your money and um, how you should psychologically think about your money Uh, the the truth is that a lot of people have this idea that investments are just another bank account because it is because you can always tap into it Um, that's actually one of the faults of the not really a fault, but you know, with Roths, you can actually take out your contributions. Meaning, if you actually put in, you know, six thousand dollars for three years, let's say that's eighteen thousand dollars, you can actually take out eighteen thousand dollars without any penalties, like you would in a bank account. And um, it is it is a glitch in the system. Not all the people know about that, but um, but I don't I don't like that you can do that because it gives you too much it gives you a chance to mess up. And uh, yeah, I learned as well. I know this is kind of like a stupid analogy, but I'm going to say it anyway. As a creative, um, when I write, if there is no constraints of how to do things, you actually end up having a really hard time trying to figure out what you want to say, or even coming up with ideas of how to treat storytelling. But if you are giving a constraint all of a sudden there's so much more creativity flowing. And I kind of see that the same thing with, with investing, <laughs> we need to be constrained to some, to some things. Otherwise we have, uh, the opportunity of messing up, you know, with uh, portfolio construction. There's actually this thing called an IPS an investment, um, policy statement and the IPS it's, it serves to sort of give that, that constraint to show you the things that you can do or can't do. And the, the thing is you build that with your financial advisor. You actually sit down and, and build the IPS and you figure out when times are good or at least when you're starting out, you figure out how to invest and you try to keep it very cold-headed, very quantitative, um, very uh, very much as a as a plan, right? This is not something you change on a whim we we don't want to change those things in a whim we want to be able to stick to whatever is written on that statement and it's so important that when you put money aside for your retirement you think that that money doesn't exist and you cannot take it out until the date that you have planned for as your retirement date so um there's just this concept that we can we can change things, right? And and a lot of people try to save their money <laughs> uh, from disaster so that when the stock market starts stanking, people start selling. Because one big flaw is that we see this investment as something that's not long-term. And and we need to start training ourselves to count this money as it doesn't exist. So with with that idea, there's there's a couple things. There's a couple repercussions with with thinking that way. Um, Number one is that you need to save whatever is discretionary. Now, I know that kind of (laughs) goes goes against a lot of things I've said in the past where your retirement should be a priority uh, and it should be a priority where uh, I say things like, you know, invest as much as you can, um, invest often, all these things, 20%, that's usually what I say, invest 20% of your uh, take-home pay. I think it's a really good number. And though that sounds like that's not discretionary, um, you need to think about it as a discretionary. And um, I love this idea uh, that, that Dave Ramsey preaches about, and that is you know, you're, 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 you should be conservative with your lifestyle. Uh, and I'm not saying frugality. I'm saying with your debt, um, your savings, all those things can be conservative. A six-month emergency fund having cash that, I mean, for all purposes is losing value, um, at, at least in this inflationary period. Uh, but being conservative that way, keeping that cash on hand, not having any debt, uh, making sure your fixed expenses are as low as possible, and that's something that I love about the paid home, paid uh paid off home, is that you don't have those expenses, and so you you can you have that freedom, and that's something I've, I've appreciated about it. Even though, as you guys know, I've I've spent my time criticizing a little bit of of the of the home ownership fever, um, but but there is some sense that. That gives you a little bit of peace, and so you can be really, really aggressive with your with your investments. And so, again, what I'm trying to say here is, be conservative in in that sense. Be conservative with your emergency fund. Be conservative with your debt, with your fixed expenses, keeping them low, relatively low. And then you can be really aggressive with with your with your investments uh, in the sense that you are not going to count on it, right? So if your portfolio drops and it keeps on dropping, you're not going to freak out and sell out. If you're doing that because you feel like you're lacking money at home, meaning you have some investments, but as soon as things start heading south, you start selling because you need it for whatever is happening at home, then, then you're doing it wrong. You need to keep away from that money, as much as possible. Here's a second implication: uh, don't fiddle with that money. This is something that I've actually have to have uh, learned a lot about. Um, it's that people start trading, uh, for a lack of a better word, between investments. And so, you know, what, if you hear about a specific stock that you know people are raving about or whatever, uh, and you start selling whatever you have to buy the stock and then the stock goes down so you hate you hate the stock then you sell it and then you become a boglehead and then buy a, a, a an index fund and then you hear me and then <laughs> you change it to something else to like a factor investing uh you know it's called small cap value whatever and then you, you know, that does that doesn't do well for a while <laughs> for 10 years it won't do well then you just change it to and do something else and it it just it, you fiddling with that money is really bad, and this is something that I see even from very savvy investors. Um, I belong, I'm part of the uh, of a community online with really, really smart people. Lots of um people who actually studied finance, lots of financial advisors, and I see online, and it's interesting how even there they start changing their portfolios here and there a little bit, like tinkering with it here and there and there's nothing wrong with tinkering if it's part of your policy statement if that's actually something that uh, is has been thought of um, and has been planned out and it's just part of a plan but when it's not part of a plan that that can be that can be bad so even there even there people um, are not that good (laughs) and I know financial advisors that have financial advisors for that reason is that hey you know they can manage money. That's not a problem. Managing money is not a problem for them. Managing their own money, that's when a lot of the biases, behavioral biases start showing up. And so they would rather give that money away to someone else uh, to take care of. And um, that's 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 a second implication. Don't fiddle with it. Learn something that works and be extremely cautious with with. With changing things. For, for me. One thing. One huge mistake I made. Huge. With my money. Um, I change it. I changed brokerages. <laughs> only to change back brokerages. Uh, during a, a, a bull run. So I, I probably lost a lot of money. Just getting in and out of the market. Uh, just doing that. And uh, there was no real <laughs> reason for me to do that. Uh, and I'm not saying you can't change brokerages. I mean. It. it could make sense, but just to show you what fiddling does, um, it it can be detrimental, Uh, and I don't even want to talk about how much money I have lost, and I'm not talking about the money that I lost, you know, within the span of weeks, but I'm talking about the money that could have grown, um, had I kept it there, so don't, don't touch it, remember, investing is a it should be as boring as possible it should be very quantitatively driven that's why i like value investing is because it's quantitatively driven you have all these companies that look crappy and uh, a lot of behavioral biases start showing up and working against like yours, against the investor and um, doesn't really benefit them and that's that's uh, it t- to me value is a a, a behavioral play a lot of people love specific stocks. When we hear about a company that we in, enjoy buying products from and we think they're the future, we can get really euphoric and feel like this is it. You know, this is this is what's going to take me to the moon. And um, we have to be super careful with that. So, um, you know, don't follow the herd. Uh, don't follow the herd at all. Make sure everything you do is very... Uh, calculated. So the last thing is, y- you might be saying, "Why would I invest?" <laughs> you're telling me to count my investments as loss. First of all, I'm not saying they're loss unless you're doing something stupid. Uh, yeah, it's really hard for you to lose all your money. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's not what I mean. Uh, your money that's invested is not gonna get 100% loss at all. Um, if history repeats itself, it's it's probably. The opposite. It's it's probably going to double, triple, quadruple, giving enough giving enough time. So the question is, why would I even invest if I, uh, you know, you want me to count my investments as loss? Um, it well, simple. First of all, any any dollar not invested uh, is a hundred percent loss automatically. If you're just gonna spend it, you just realize your loss is one hundred percent. So again, it's not about how I actually think your your investments are going to perform. It's about thinking about separating yourself from from your retirement money and keep away from it. Don't use it. Don't use it for any reason. Just trust me, keep away from it. Don't treat it as it is um, as it is as if it was available. And I think what this will do is, first of all, it's going to reduce a lot of behavioral problems that people have with investing. Uh, but I think it's also going to make you a a better handler of money because at home, you, it forces you to be a little bit more conservative and to think about what your budget is doing, what money should be allocated to your investments. And again, hopefully someday you get to 20%. If you're already there, that's awesome. Keep it there. Keep it in that balance, and um, and yeah, I, I, and, and then enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy your your the money that you get to spend. Uh, keep away from your investments. Don't look at them that often. I do that. I do that a lot actually, but uh, but learn from my mistake and then don't don't actually do that. Okay, uh, the article of the week. <laughs> So it's been, it's been a crazy week uh, with the whole Ukraine situation. Uh, I really didn't, I don't know if I, if I really even wanted to include a section on this, um, but I will, because I think, first of all, it it, it is going to affect our lives. Uh, It is affecting our lives now. And I definitely don't want to get political in this podcast, but uh, these things will affect us. And. There is a lot of negative sentiment out there. And uh, I'm not saying that it is not justified because it's it most most certainly it is. I want you to take what I just said and apply it to today. If if you were to think of your investments as something long-term and something you cannot touch, and you have a a conservative plan at home. You are not going to freak out over this. And I'm not saying to stay unemotional. Regarding the facts. And regarding what is what is happening. There's definitely room for that. And, and that should be considered. Uh, heavily considered actually. Uh, but what I, I'm trying to say is. When it comes to your investments. And you want to try and attempt to save save yourself from havoc uh you might be about to make a a mistake um here's what cnbc says european stocks close three percent lower as russia launches ukraine invasion german dax slides four percent so first of all gotta say it's more important to take care of the things that are important in your life um to really sympathize with those abroad. Negative sentiment in in your investments. It's usually not good news. It usually means you're about to make a mistake. So do not let that sentiment drive you down. You're, again, far away. Um, un, unemotional. Should be unemotional about your investments. Make sure that you do a good job at learning on how to do it construct a rational portfolio and then that's it just keep away just deal with whatever you need to deal at home do whatever you need to do on uh, and uh, and then just keep away from your investments I, I hope that's that makes sense um that's as much as i can contribute uh, to the conversation at least in this podcast segregate your investments from your life and uh and don't freak out don't freak out on your investments I'm not saying be super optimistic either. I'm just saying stay level-headed in your portfolio. All right. Thank you for listening uh, and I'll see you next week.